Welcome to Out of the Ordinary, the show that helps you grow a daily life that matters. I'm Christy Purifoy. And I'm Lisa Jo Baker. And this week, we invite you all to our dining room table to play the age-old family game of highs and lows from the week. This was a fun one, Lisa Jo. Thanks for making me laugh. And thank you, too, because I now know what I'll ask Jonathan to give me for my birthday. So get comfy. Here we go. Christy, last week's episode has had the most traction we've had on an episode in a really long time. Apparently, there are a lot of folks out there who feel like they are drowning. And um, if you're wondering what I'm talking about or why one might someday feel like you're being waterboarded by God and what the answer to that is, you're going to want to go back to last week's episode when you feel like you're drowning. And we just wanted to take a moment here at the beginning and just appreciate so many of you who wrote to us or messaged us or tagged us because of just how you too know what it's like to feel like you can't get your head above water, not just for a day, but for some of you, what feels like years now. And a lot of tender comments came our way and they meant a lot. And we just want to pause to say we see you and I... I will speak for Christy, but I can say often when we get comments where you share really hard things, we we try to pause and remember you, pray for you. Um, we're always so grateful for this opportunity to sit alongside you wherever you are today, in the car, at the dining room table, or going for a walk, or hiding in your bedroom, or making dinner, whatever you're doing. It's such a privilege to get to do it with you, and thank you for making us feel less alone in our drowning But it felt like this week we needed something a little lighter for all of us. (laughs) It got heavy last week, and these are heavy days. And so this conversation today, we hope, is kind of the equivalent of in the oh-so-famous The Sound of Music when it's raining and they talk about how not to feel afraid, not to feel sad when the dog bites, when the thunder crashes, you know, to talk about a few of your favorite things. And so Christy and I were thinking maybe we take it back to basics and do what we used to do with kids around the dinner table and just kind of do a quick fire, more lighthearted conversation about highs and lows from the last week. And our lows will try to keep light as well. <laughs> or at least, or at least humorous. Fun, funny, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, thanks for that, Lisa Joe. Yes, I wholeheartedly second all of that. And it was such a surprise as well, I think, to both of us because we hadn't, it's not as if all this planning and preparation went into the conversation last week. It was just showing up and trying to be honest about what we were actually thinking and talking about. Um, but yeah, we aren't always so deep sometimes. We are telling each other hilarious stories about the dog in the mud, or I could tell you about the crazy medical appointment I had this morning. <laughs> no, let's just now we let's all want to know, right? Let's just let's just go for it. Let's see what happens. We didn't know what was going to happen last week. I don't know what's going to happen this week. Hopefully, it's okay. <laughs> Well, we record these episodes often on a Friday, so it's the end of the week. You're listening in the middle of the week, so it's a chance for you to take stock of how your week is going with highs or lows. And I had a low this week that involved our dog. Our dog is a Labradoodle who's pretty light-haired. It's almost like a cream color, but her hair is quite long. Let her out yesterday to go to the bathroom, 
And when I called her in, let us just say she had discovered the joy of mud. (laughs) I mean, there wasn't a part of her body that wasn't drenched. It was like she dug a hole and burrowed into it. I don't even understand what happened to that dog. And she knew, Christy, the second I made eye contact with that dog, <laughs> she she knew things were not going to well and well for either of us. And she came into the house. My first instinct was, oh, these kids have got to handle this. But it was during the school day. Oh, and I no. had that horrible, horrible feeling a parent gets, that sinking sensation of between Pete and I, I know for sure Pete is not going to handle this. He's not going to be willing. And what do you even do with a dog that that's that disgusting? I took her into the shower and then I realized the shower has two different spouts that it comes out of. So like when I took down the handle to shower her, there is still water shooting out of the main spout. So there's no way for me to avoid getting wet in the shower <laughs> with this dumb dog. And I put her on this sort of corner ledge in the shower so she couldn't escape. But the rivers of mud that cascaded out of her body. And speaking of waterboarding, I was worried I was waterboarding her because I was trying to wash it out of her snout area, but the whole snout area was so congealed with matted in mud. And I was washing her and muttering under my breath, and she was looking ashamed while trying not to drown as I washed her. And uh, it was an all-around not pleasant experience. And as I was in there, I yelled down to Peter, can you please just... And then he was like, I know, I know, I am mopping. He he had chosen the mopping route and was dealing with all the muddy footprints that were everywhere, everywhere. So it wasn't wasn't the most pleasant interlude. I had come in for a lunch break and I spent most of it washing our dumb dog. And they're always, I have to say, as the owner of another of my own little dumb dog, they're all they're always wonderful and everyone's best friend. And then they become, oh, you dumb dog when they get out. I know know, because I love her, but I don't want to have to deal with that stuff. And it would have been funny if my children were home because I could have laughed as they tried to handle that mud. Yeah. So there's there is something about dogs and mud. And I promise listeners, we will not only talk about our dogs, but um here is what's been driving me batty just this week. So because we had snowfall a week ago, but then we've had rain and warmer weather since, all over the yard there are, it's like patchy snow, but then where people have walked, it's like footprints down to the mud. So, Of like, course. Yeah. So, but there must be something about, I don't know, I'm not a dog, but there must be something about the scent of where people have walked in snow or that <laughs> or that meeting place of mud and snow, I don't know. So I have noticed this week, whenever I let Coco out, she's a pretty good dog. She'll go out, she'll come back. But this week, it's like it's like she forgets. She gets out there and then she's coming back. And then every single muddy footprint distracts her and she's and she stops and she sniffs it. And it's like she forgets what she's supposed to be doing. So several times this week, I have been standing at the back door freezing air coming in and I see her go and and I don't go out with her normally I would but it's too cold too muddy too wet I see her out there I call her she comes trotting back to me and then I see it I see it start her little her little nose goes down to a footprint and then another footprint and the next thing I know she's completely forgotten that she's supposed to be coming (laughs) in and I'm standing at the door thinking like don't make I'm like doing the parent thing don't make me come out there (laughs) 
if you make me come out there. And once I had to run and get my boots and I had to go out there and I had to pick her. She wouldn't come. She was so distracted by this darn smelly mud footprint. I had to go get her and she knew it was the same thing. She knew. So normally she comes to me and... You know, she'll get a little treat because, you know, she's been good and gone and done her business quickly and come back. Right. But no, this time I carried her in and she didn't even go to the treat place. She just wandered, <laughs> not even wandered. She marched herself to her crate and went inside. She knew, she knew she was a bad dog. <laughs> she put herself in a timeout. She put herself so in a timeout. <laughs> yeah. I guess this is what we, we do now that our children are older. We talk about our naughty, naughty puppies. So... Um, yeah, lo- uh, do I start with a high? Do I start with a low? What was what was this morning? So I- I'll start with a high. Um, I well, I released a book. Technically, yes, a big you know, like high. a week, uh, you like know, a week in the last week, and that has been a real high. I I would love to share that with our listeners um, for a couple of reasons, not just because. I mean, it's a book. I got to share it. That's always such a privilege, but. This one is so different from my previous two experiences. Um, So it's because the book is different. So it's not just memoir this time around. It's personal essays about my life as a gardener, celebrating flowers, book with photographs. Our listeners know we we talked about it a couple of episodes. Um, But because the, the book is different, it isn't less personal than my previous two books. It's just as personal, but... And it's not even that it doesn't deal with heavy things. It it does because, man, gardens, they've got life and they've got death. But it's a beautiful book about flowers. So there's not, I'm just going to put it out there. There's not a lot not to love is what I'm saying. There you go. There you, it's so, I mean, there's everything to love. I just want to say one of my favorite things about the book is it has these different sections. Are there six, seven sections to it? But each section, it's so you, Christy, it's so your Instagram feed. So like the breaks between these big sections in the book or chapters are these dark, almost black pages with then like a solitary picture of some arrangement of flowers in the midst of all that moody black. And then the title of the section. It's so like if Christy were a book, she would be this book. Oh, that's good to hear. And I, 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 that is true. Like it, it, it's very much me, but it's also just on a, a universally beloved topic, right? It's a book about flowers. And so the experience of releasing it has, has been just a, a joy. So, um, you know, normally when you release a book, people are starting to review it online in various places. And, and um, I know writers have different sort of personal boundaries about whether or not they will read those reviews. I tend not to read most of my online reviews just because I already have enough voices in my head, enough critics in my head. <laughs> I don't need you to don't add hate yourself. Yeah, yes. I don't need to add a few more. <laughs> But um, I shared with my launch team just yesterday, um, I finally, I realized a couple days in, oh, this is going to be a different experience. And I went in and read a bunch of the reviews because 
people love flowers and they're so grateful to have a book about flowers. So the reviews are all just really lovely. And I'm reading people sharing about their own gardening experiences or memories of, you know, their grandmother who gardened and all kinds of things. And I start, I read one and I read another and then I just like sat down and read a whole bunch of them. And it was so encouraging and, and fun. And that's something I've never said about reading, you know, my own reviews. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been a different experience. It's been, um, you know, it's winter, it's dark out, it's a heavy season, but this has been just full of joy and fun and delight, which is what the book was supposed to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that the experience of releasing it has been, you know, as delightful as the topic. But what I was going to say is, you know, a high associated with that is part of releasing a book is I have, um, joined other people on their podcast. So I've had just in the last two days been a guest on a couple of podcasts. So just this morning, a real um, high this week was hanging out with our friends, Sean and Miley Smucker. They have a fabulous podcast, The Stories Between Us, um, really intended for an audience of writers or aspiring writers. And um, I drove up to their place in Lancaster this morning um, beat the ice, I think, coming back. It was starting to get a little icy on the way back and just had such a delightful conversation with them and just remembered all over again how good it is to have friends who share the work we do and to connect with them. And so I'm glad that um, this book has given me a chance to do that. And then I was on another, um, I've been getting to know another author, podcaster, Karen Hardwick. Got to talk with her yesterday and we'll be on her podcast soon. So that's just, it's an unusual. This is not like day in the life of Christy. Um, normally, <laughs> the only podcasting I do is with you every Friday, Lisa Joe. Um, but this has been a fun extra treat and, and something different this week that I'm grateful for. It's kind of fun that you mentioned it hasn't been your normal week because I didn't have a normal one either. It was kind of highlight week for both of us because typically, and I know I can speak for you, you and I are home in our sweatpants. I will say I am currently wearing the fleece lined yoga pants that we recommended. I don't even remember when that was like our favorite things back around the Christmas season that are from Target for like $14. I live in them. I have them in navy and black. They're amazing. Typically, I'm wearing them plus the same sweater. I have this very cozy sweater. I wear it every day. You can ask Christy every time she podcasts with me. I'm wearing it. It's so comfortable. And I normally have like no hair and makeup. I'm just hanging out here writing where nobody sees me. But this week I flew to Denver. It was so out of the ordinary this week. And I went, this was a big high for me. I got invited by Focus on the Family to come and do an interview with them. Actually, a couple of interviews on the book, the last book I released, which was three years ago now, before the world shut down back in the summer of 2019, called The Middle Matters. And it, it's my favorite stuff. It's a collection of love stories about ordinary life, really, is what it is. And you know, it was a really special turning point for me because some books do really well and others do not. Doesn't matter how much you love them, you cannot make other people love them. And The Middle Matters is a book I really love that did not do very well. And so you always, as a writer, have kind of this weird mixture of pride and shame when you put out a book that doesn't necessarily do the way you wish it would. You love it, you're proud of it, but other people don't seem to care for it. It's kind of that difficult problem child in the nursery at church where you wish the people would just love him and they would prefer <laughs> you to take him to sit with you in the main service. <laughs> 
So I've often felt a little bit of trepidation when I think about you know, talking more about this book, but it's been three years now. I've worked through a lot. I've learned a lot as a writer from that book about what I would do differently in the future and um, how to connect better with a reader than just focusing solely on my own stories. It's been a lot that I've learned. I've cherished the lessons I've learned from that book. It's grown me in really big ways as a writer. And so now to be invited to come and talk about it three years later, Christy, it was really special. I felt like I could come home to that book in a whole new way, to what I love about it, to the stories about parenting in it and doubt and faith and and to sit around a table with uh, Jim Daly and John, who are from the Focus on the Family show. And then actually... It was really special because Jim Daly's wife, Jean, had asked to join the interview because she resonated with the book and the topics. And she's a mom who's like 10 years down the line, even from me. So I have teens. She has college age and beyond kids. And there we were sitting, you know, unpacking these stories I wrote like four or five years ago now. And it was it was really sweet. I, I just have to say it was such an unexpected high you know, bonus, there was a makeup artist who touched up my makeup and helped with my hair. Not going to uh, lie. Those moments make you feel <laughs> real special. I'm 47 and somehow it still is kind of giddy when someone helps make you pretty. Like it was really fun. I did not realize that those uh, radio interviews are all now videoed and are on their YouTube channel as well. Um, and Christy and I, if we have links to her podcast, if they're live yet and focus on the family, we'll link them. I don't think my interview goes live until June or July. But Emily, our amazing podcast assistant, will help us out. Um, but I, it was just a very special, unexpected, sweet moment. And tagged onto the end of it is that I got to go and spend a night with our mutual friend, Kristen Strong, who's also a writer, and they live in Colorado Springs. And oh, my goodness, let's pause for a moment to talk about Kristen's house. It is like a rustic log cabin on, you know, acres of sort of forest land with deer and then snow coming down. And she has not one, not two, but three <laughs> fireplaces or uh, little, you know, some of them are smaller, some of them are bigger, but like fires burning in her house. It is like cozy factor times a trillion. It was such a delight to be with her and get to talk things shop like writing and social media and how do we tell stories well and while drinking you know really great coffee in front of a fireplace it does not get better than that <laughs> i watched those tours of her house that you gave us on instagram on your instagram stories i too love Kristen and um lisa joe you know me i'm a total homebody i don't like to travel but i was looking at it thinking why am i not there with them i want i want to go <laughs> i want to go to there i mean the cozy the wood stove the one that had the little was it a rocking chair and a upholstered yes. rocker next to it yes i was drooling like let me just sit right there in the trees outside the window. Yeah, Kristen is is obviously a very she I could just tell from the videos you shared has a real gift for making cozy, beautiful, comfortable places. Um yeah, way to go, Kristen. I want to come to your house sometime. So uh, there I just invited myself. But Lisa Joe, I nice. love what, I love what you shared um about your book because it occurred to me as you were talking that it's almost like just in the personal work kind of transformation you've been receiving these past years it's almost like you it's like you let go of that book you know you just kind of let it go and didn't grasp it so tightly didn't need it to to be anything other than the stories that you love that you'd written and then 
this trip, it's like you got to receive it back a little bit. That's really beautiful. That's encouraging to me. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Like it came back and comforted me. It was really special. And one of the things we can link in the show notes is I saved in my Instagram, saved stories up at the top. Uh, I kind of videoed and storied that whole trip at Focus and then at Kristen's house. So if you actually want to see it, we'll put a link so you can see. And yeah, it was really affirming and it felt like I shed, I had like completely shed the skin of shame, like any sense of shame or failure or, you know, anyone who works at a job and has a project that doesn't perform the way they anticipate knows what it's like to work through those feelings. Um, and as writers, we just do some of that in public. So <laughs> it takes takes extra grace and muscle strength, I think, sometimes to move through it. But I really have. And I, I can look at that book and love it and love its stories. And you're right. It was a gift. It was a gift back to me to have those conversations. Hmm, that's great. So is it a high? Is it a low? I don't. Okay. It was a low that I got up super early while it was still dark this morning. It was pouring rain and drove myself to the medical center for <laughs> my sinus cavity cat scan <laughs> so oh, wow yes, we're going there this we is, are this whole episode is taking an interesting turn everybody <laughs> we are so i think i've probably shared on the podcast a little bit here or there but i have chronic allergies chronic asthma and it's been a really bad year for those and um and i'm getting older and i'm just tired of being sick all the time <laughs> tired of yes. you know waking up every morning with like pounding sinus headaches and I think as well, you know, my kids are a little older now and my kids have also had their health issues. And, um, you know, when life is busy and um, your kids are keeping you busy and they have health issues, like you focus on that. But my kids are a little older now. And I, I think what it is, is I maybe finally have a little more space to actually pay attention to my own health needs. And... Um, and also, I'm getting older and I'm realizing like, oh, yeah, I gotta, I, I can't bounce back the way I could when I'm younger. I got to start paying attention to that. So anyway, this whole year, I've been, I have spent a lot of time in doctor's offices. Let's just say that. And um, part of it, why I feel like I, you know, I'm just going to share this with our listeners, um, is that part of my asthma is that I have had all this year to take a quite a strong medication that unfortunately... Quite ironically, I will say, Lisa Joe, the primary side effect of that medication is that it affects your voice. It mm. causes hoarseness, which means I, I've i never done this. I don't want to do this, but <laughs> if some of our listeners want to test it out. I'm sure if you go back and you listen to our first season of podcasts, I, I bet it's noticeable. I know it would be noticeable to me that my voice used to be smooth and strong and rich and um, able to sort of do things that now I just can't do. It takes effort to speak. My voice is not strong. I'm hoarse all the time. It can be quite painful. And so that too has motivated me to try to get better so that maybe I can wean off of this medication. And it just, I don't know, I talk to God a lot about it because I'm like, Lord, I'm, I, I want to do the podcasting and, you know, trying to do this work. Why, why is there this, like, I guess, thorn in my flesh that, that quite specifically makes it harder to do? But anyway, that whole journey has brought me recently to seeing a, an ear, nose, and throat doctor. And as part of that, he said, well, let's just, you know, take a look at things up there. So Lisa Joe this morning got up early, did not get my coffee 
because <laughs> I knew I would need to make trips to the bathroom. And so this morning I went and they, they I've never done it before, um, where they put you in the, the tube and they take their pictures or whatever. But Lisa Joe, so they, they tell you, be very still, don't move. And so I knew in order to be still, I just need to relax and close my eyes. So I did that. Oh my goodness. I am not a napper. I am not, I cannot just sleep anywhere, but I came this close to falling asleep in that CAT scan tube. No way. This Everyone close. says that tube is so scary. Oh, and Christy's no. like, oh, it's blissful for an introvert. It Look was. at me. No one can disturb like me cut, for 45 minutes. It cuts minutes. out all, <laughs> right? All it like cuts out all, all sensory. I don't know. It's just you in a tube. It's like a sensory deprivation <laughs> yes. chamber. <laughs> I was thinking like, I've never gone and, and done like massages or, you know, spas or anything like that ever. But like, can I just have a once a week sinus cat skin? But it needs to last longer. Like, just let it last a long time. Okay. I know we can't do that. Like it's x-rays. It's dangerous. I know that. I know. But like, maybe don't actually turn on the x-ray. Just like stick me in that tube for like 30 minutes. Wow. You know what you would like for a birthday present? So a friend yeah. recently told me about these places that you can go and it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a swimming pool with heated water the size of like a garage maybe. Mm -hmm. And it has a dome that closes and you just <gasps> float. And it, the water is the such buoyant salt water that you don't have to struggle to float. It's if you just lie on the water. Yes. And I was like, that sounds horrifying. And she said it is the most relaxed she's ever been. You just lie on your back in this water for like an hour. You can choose to have music or no music. You can choose to wow. have the dome closed or open. You can choose to okay. have certain Okay. ambient light settings but okay. she said it was like being in a womb but you just float there and you can't hear you know you're not hearing any other ambient noise it's just total calm and peace and your body is in this warm water <laughs> and she wow. said it was like the greatest thing ever so maybe that's what we need to get you for your birthday <laughs> that's fascinating so it's a little freaky because i i am a little bit claustrophobic but if you can leave the dome cracked just so i like my brain knows right. that you could escape and you're not trapped then oh that sounds amazing but it's bigger than it's not like the size of a tanning bed for example it's okay. like the, the thing you're floating in is the size of like an entire room it's huge oh how cool isn't that wow. weird but that's, when you were describing it that's what i thought oh christy needs to go float in one of these things <laughs> i've never heard of that but yes you i i and i have no idea how much that costs but if you need to you know like nudge jonathan or something like feel free i will drop hints <laughs> so when do you find out about your poor sinuses i'm glad you shared with our listeners because it's something they yeah. can pray for you because i know they it's something you and i often pray about your voice and yeah finding some kind of solution so you don't just have to live with the scratch mm -hmm. is i would think beyond the podcast just for quality of life i know you want to have that yes i would really appreciate those prayers i I have a lot of speaking coming up as well, and I had started to get really worried about whether I would actually like physically be able to do it. And so I, um, I'm going to admit this here. I tried to um, take a break from the one medicine, and very quickly realized that I couldn't. Like immediately, I I knew that it wasn't was not okay to do that. So that was disappointing. So I don't, yeah, I don't know, you know, if relief will come or if there's answers or things that may help or if it just needs time you know maybe just time and you know that will bring healing but anyhow I definitely am grateful for those prayers 
Thanks. Yeah, I'm grateful too. Well, speaking of medical trips, while I was in Colorado, well, I wasn't, I was, you know, in Colorado, but in uh, Colorado Springs, this town of Colorado Springs, my husband texted me to say that our hypochondriac, who shall not be named, in our family, one of our children had, while mom was away, finally convinced his father to take him to the emergency room because he is convinced. He's been telling me for weeks that he has damaged his thumb. His thumb tingles. His thumb feels weird. There's something wrong with his thumb. And I'm like, your thumb is fine. You move your thumb all the time. You play basketball. You're fine. We don't need to go to the doctor. Peter texts me. We went to the doctor, got x-rays of the thumb. (laughs) I was like, I cannot believe you caved. That is ridiculous. So anyway, this child is never happier than when they understand the workings of things, no matter what it is, including their own body, especially. And when the x-ray was happening, the x-ray technician was explaining to our child what was going on with his thumb and was able to show him the bones in the x-ray and say, see, there's no break at all. The buns, the, the, the buns, <laughs> the thumb. <laughs> The thumbs. The thumb is fine. But to his credit, as he was quick to let me know, he did have a slight sprain, which is a little bit of a tear in the muscle that explains the tingling that he's having in his thumb and then gave him a splint for his thumb that he is (laughs) informed Peter that evening. It's just amazing. I mean, what a difference. What a difference, dad. My hand is just transformed. And just mentally, he actually said these words to me when I got home. Mentally, I just, I think I feel better. Like I saw it. I got to Mm. see inside. Mm. I just have mental peace now, now that I know what was inside there. So, but get this, this is a splint that he can take off. He takes it off to play basketball, okay? Oh. <laughs> Which I'm like, what kind of splint is that? So apparently this doctor is like, the splint, you can just wear it as much as you need anytime you feel tingles. Aww. But you know what? When you play basketball, you can just take it right off. So it is the best of all worlds for our hypochondriac. I don't know if that's a low or a high, but it was definitely a high for my kid. <laughs> I think I need like the life version of that splint. What is the life version of that split? The thing that just like holds you and comforts you and makes you feel better and makes you feel safe. But also when you're ready, you know, to get back out there, you can just set it aside, but then you can, you can put it on again. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And you've seen the x-ray now and you know, your mind can just be at peace with the inner workings of whatever it is. Exactly. Oh, I completely relate to that. And actually I'll say like, good for him for paying attention to his body in a way that it has It's taken me far too long to learn Mm. to do that. So good job, child. We will not name. (laughs) Yeah, if it was up to him and he could just have an MRI or a CAT scan of his whole body just to just, you know, to know what's in there, he he would be all for it. it would have nothing to do with health. He is a guy who loves to know what's happening inside of him. So, yes, he's very pleased and he can wear it or not. (laughs) So, Lisa Joe, I've been meaning to tell you about something. I just feel like it's very podcast related, but we haven't discussed this in a while. Some of our listeners, longtime listeners, will remember that we once devoted, I I feel like, an entire episode. Am I remembering this? An entire episode to tea, to drinking tea. Did we do that? Why does this surprise you? Do you? It doesn't. I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure that my memory is is accurate. (laughs) Yes, we did. 
So I've been meaning to tell you about my new tea obsession. And in classic Enneagram 4, if that means anything to our listeners, fashion, I'm telling you about it because it's a very special, unique tea that I don't think you'll like. In fact, I think <laughs> a lot of people would dislike. And I love it. I cannot get enough of it. It's so <laughs> unique. Have you ever had, oh darn, I should have looked up the word to make sure I'm I don't know how to say it. I think I'm remembering it. Have you ever had Lapsang Sushong tea? Wow. Have you have even heard of it? If okay. It, <laughs> if it's not called Five Roses tea, I have not had it. <laughs> or British English. So here's the story. I, every December, and I've shared this on the podcast, I reread a favorite book um, for the time of year, an old novel um, by, uh, it's called Winter Solstice by Rosamond culture. And I reread it every year. And I love it for many reasons, but it has a lot of like cozy domestic details. So I love that especially. And so there is one scene where one of the characters is served tea by the other character. Oh, and all of this is happening in Scotland. So they're drinking tea all the time. They're either drinking tea or whiskey. And so one character serves this other character tea. And the commentary is that, oh, the tea tasted hot and smoky because it was lap saying Sushong tea, which I'm, I'm not pronouncing correctly. And I've read that detail every December for like five years now. And every time thought, huh, smoky tea, what does that taste like? And then I just keep going. But this last December, it occurred to me, well, Google that, look for it, buy some, try it. Like, don't just ask you, wonder every year, what does it taste like? So I did. Sure enough, it's a it's a tea commonly available. I ordered some from Harney and Sons and I make people smell it. I like I, when guests come, I like open it up and say, you have to smell this <laughs> because it, it is smoky. It smells hmm. like, like, like wood smoke. And I don't so love wood, wood smoke. And yet something about it is so appealing. And then in the cup, it smells like it too. It's still so smoky. And I know that sounds disgusting. And somehow it's not. It's amazing. It's like, <laughs> I feel like I've been drinking, I've been drinking dessert and I've been drinking fruit. And now I'm drinking the entree tea. This is like entree wow. tea. And so, especially in the afternoon, if I just really want like tea, I've been drinking well, this, then. and it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, it doesn't surprise me that you like it so much because, speaking of smoky, weirdly enough, one of my children got this cologne. My kids are really into cologne, so is their dad. And it is the weirdest combination of things, and I've since bought this smell in candles, too. But it's tobacco and vanilla, Ooh. which sounds so odd. I don't like necessarily the smell of tobacco, but there's something about the essence of it when mixed in with a little bit of the sweetness of a vanilla scent that is literally, in my opinion, the perfect smell. Like, it is the greatest smell ever. So I wonder if these teas, you know, a long time before we came along creating candles, Sense and colognes were tapping into those smells of the smokiness, and just now we're catching up to it. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, that that sounds amazing to me. So, yeah, I don't know if there's any of our more adventurous listeners out there, or probably we'll hear from people who would say, "Well, finally, you discovered my favorite tea." I'm sure. <laughs> what they're gonna? What took you so long? But yeah, just in case, you know, there are others out there who might think that oddball tea is for them. I just, you know. 
But I, Lisa Joe, I don't expect you to try it. And if you come to visit, I will not serve it to you. I promise. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That is a story of friendship right there. Because you know, if it's not <laughs> English breakfast tea or five roses or red rose, it's just dead to me. It is dead to me. <laughs> uh, this has been a good conversation. I feel like it's been good for my soul. It's mm-hmm. felt like a tonic to get to laugh and talk about highs and lows that are everyday ordinary ones. Because that is, that is after all, what we do over here. And Um, we would love to hear from you listeners. What were your highs and lows this week? Tag us. You can find me on Instagram. I am at Lisa Jo Baker. And I'm at Christy Purifoy. And you need to go tag Christy. And we really love hearing from you. We especially love your reviews. If you haven't left a review, um, please take a moment to go find that review button in your podcast app, whichever one you use. You can listen to us. You know, I know some folks are listening on Spotify, some are in iTunes, and wherever you listen, it's it's a good place to leave a review. They're pretty easy to do. Here's a good example of a great one from, I'm going to say Katarina. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I like the Russian pronunciation. Oh, maybe I'm right because she said she's listening from Germany. So that would be right, Katarina. She says, I love listening to this podcast every week. The conversations between Christy and Lisa feel like a really good cup of coffee or we could say tea, with a good friend. These beautiful ladies are funny, refreshing, honest, and deep. Thank you so much for doing this podcast for us. I love it. Warmest regards from Lüneburg, Germany. How fun is that? Oh, how great. Oh, I love that. I'm so glad you shared that one. Yeah, so grateful for every review. And I hope our listeners will feel free once they finish this one to come leave a review tell us what you think of smoky tea or maybe just the podcast (laughs) (laughs) tag us on instagram so we can see what you've had as highs or lows this week and um thank you for being in the conversations whether they are deep and dark or light and frothy we sure do enjoy sharing them with you guys 